I've got to take my uh, my pants off to do this show. How about you? <laughs> In the morning, Nathan Penetration. I think I blew out the mic. In the morning, Brian Black. What should we start with? Uh, Tell me more about involuntary time travel. Because I saw a show on Netflix. Where you, uh, you're just like, you walk through a doorway and then you like pass out and then you wake up and you're in another era. Or... Do you you're have to pass sitting, out? You're, or you're sitting on the can in the bathroom and you're taking a shit and then you open the door and you're suddenly in a different place. <laughs> so if you waited long enough, you could potentially stand up and not have to flush. Yeah. Here's the real look important down and the question. Turd's gone. Here's the important question. Could you wait it out long enough that when you involuntarily time travel, you no longer have to wipe? I don't know, but it's involuntary, so it could be random. You could be waiting a very long time, or you could be waiting very little time. So the show that long I... enough. What if it takes you between like two years between your last random? You know, you time travel and you just pinch it off midstream. If <laughs> <laughs> uh, like that movie, um, <laughs> do you ever see the movie The Time Machine? Uh, is that the magician one? It's like 1800s or something. He builds a time machine. He goes like way into the future after like the apocalypse. I'm just imagining a partially pinched off dirt. Well, because that the time machine in that movie, like it creates like the sphere and everything changes around it. But you got to stay in the sphere. The okay. sphere. So like what if the edge of the sphere is like right where your ass is and you're taking a shit and like the turd, half the turd just like disintegrates with time <laughs> it's like sounds anything, like a sanitary invention that you've made anything outside of your body is, disappears your clothes All right, what was that show or movie or whatever with the involuntary time travel the journeyman journeyman it's on NBC it only had one season it's like his Man. ex-girlfriend thought died in like a plane crash turns out she's a time traveler too oh meets her like in a different uh that is literally the definition of a journeyman okay duck duck go sucks by the way yeah well it's search results have a lot to be desired yeah it's not the bar is really high with google because they're so fucking good better than yahoo yes DuckDuckGo compared to most of the others that i've tried to use is actually bing is garbage very usable too. yeah it's amazing how good google is i wanted um, to try to use bing for a while but it's terrible basically i'm spoiled because of google so DuckDuckGo, despite how good it is it's still not as good as google okay yeah. so i found the movie journeyman i'll have to look at this one the it's show a movie. It's a series. Uh, series. Okay. Yes, I see it. 2007 to dot dot dot. One season. Yeah, one season. Yeah, it only had one season. Um, Travelers on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. Has three seasons now. Maybe four. Three. I don't know. 
and it's about time travel. It's pretty good. Yeah, I I made a mental note to check it out. But kind of along the lines of pinching it off, right before people die, they snatch their bodies. They need to know the exact time and location of a person's death. So they huh. try to grab them before they die, although because they're overriding them in a way. So it's kind of like pre uh pre crime too, a pre cog. Kinda. Minority Report. And the world's run by an AI. Hopefully not Siri, because I scream at Siri a lot. And Siri wouldn't like me in the future. <laughs> Everything that gets entered into a computer or recorded in this show basically lasts throughout all of time. And this AI is able to know what you did in the past at the certain time where the show is actually taking place, which would be today, sort of. My point being, it, if I yelled at Siri, the fucking AI would know. Are there like mind fucks in it or is it? Um, yeah, I mean, there's callbacks to like two seasons ago. I guess it's not a mind fuck, but it's just interesting, interesting sci-fi. That is a Netflix original where you don't have to watch um, the sci-fi channel where you have people with like weird, stupid costumes on their face. Unless you're watching, um, there's a, shit, I should have looked it up before I brought it up. Uh, there's a sci-fi series called, it's like Out, Outcast or something. We talked about it before. It's a really good one. It's one of their uh, their modern ones. And their site sucks, so it's kind of hard to find. The Expanse. Oh, yeah. Didn't that... Doesn't that show have, like, new life? It's, like, on... I think I picked up by Amazon or something. I hope. Or Hulu. That'd be cool. Maybe not Hulu, but... I have Hulu. I got that 99 cent a month promotion for Black Friday. So do you watch ads? It's not that bad. Like the, the when there are ads, it sucks because you got to sit for like it's like a three minute block of ads, but it's very random. It's like you'll watch an entire episode of a show where there's no ads at all, and then you'll watch another show, and then there's three minutes that you have to sit through. They call it like a limited commercial plan, so it's like you're seeing commercials every now and then. It's not like consistent. Like, if you use YouTube TV and you favorite any shows on there, they inject ads into the the recording. And they're not like the broadcast ads that, like, if you had a DVR and you were recording a show. Yeah, those are all record, in there still. It would record the broadcast ads, whereas what YouTube TV does is it they generate their own ads. Only on new content. Well, any old episodes that aren't like a sponsored thing don't get the machine generated ads. They don't have ad slots inserted. They have the recorded though, broadcast ones. I don't know what old is. It's arbitrary. It depends on who gets licensing. So I guess YouTube TV licenses a show so they can provide it. So it doesn't need to record anything. There's no broadcast TV uh, ads that are insert that are in the, the what you're watching. 
there's just unskippable ad insertions right through like five parts of the show yeah which i guess yes that's just as bad but a lot of the older uh stuff that they don't have a licensing deal with it has the broadcast ads built in and i just skip them which well, is I'm curious what the live TV tier of Hulu is like because the tier that I have, it's just like it's like a Netflix equivalent. They have a bunch of shows on there. It's kind of nice because they have some exclusives like Seinfeld, like stuff you won't find anywhere else, and it's all like upscaled to full HD, so it looks really good. Um, but then they have shows like Married with Children, which are still in the four by three format and still low res. It was probably shot that way. If it was shot that way, yeah, all they can Seinfeld, do is pan and scan. Seinfeld was even older than that show. Or it, it meh. They I think Seinfeld, Seinfeld started in what, 92? Or 90, what was it, 91 or 92? I'll Google it. I don't know. That was 89. Okay, so Married wow. Children. Seinfeld lasted 10 years. So to Married with Children. Married with Children is 87 to 97. I've got a video for you. Here it comes. Check out Elon Musk's tunnel demo. The boring company dug a, or I don't know if they dug a, tu a tunnel for this demo, but they made a one mile long tunnel. For all I know for the demo, they made it above ground. Maybe it's below ground. I didn't read the article. And in the video, it shows that they basically attach, they like clamp on almost like a boot to the car, but it's just a roller to stop it from hitting the edges of the tunnel. And then it's like Disneyland. And then the tires drive the car. But you just have little coasters that turn your wheels for you. And they're Watching demo. it. And then you pop out the other side. You just hope that you don't need to, you know... You don't have like uh, one of those untrustworthy farts <laughs> and there's no way to pull out of there. You could go through a mile pretty fast. So you don't have to worry about getting stuck. Well, I guess if somebody put the brakes on, you'd be stuck. That would How's suck. this going to work for old people where they can't deal with the acceleration? I think you control it. I don't know. But it doesn't make sense that a person would control it because if they stopped then everybody's fucked. And then what if one of those electric cars caught on fire? Anyway, it's just yeah. a demo. I don't want to overthink it too much. It's interesting. Seems pretty cool. Especially in LA, you could cut across a ton of traffic in a mile. There's an elevator that takes you up. Interesting. And that's a pretty simple demo. Yeah. I wonder if the line to get into that tunnel would be as long as the traffic that you're trying to skip. How do you get the rights to build the tunnel for this like under a city like LA? They almost had a way around it and then somebody started to sue them to stop them from building the tunnel because technically the part of the tunnel that they were building was part of a grander plan and they said that they were only building it as a demo. Not this one in the video. At least I don't think it is this one. And they had to stop, I guess, digging the tunnel. 
I don't know how they get approval for it, but somebody's going to like, you know, lubricate the the transaction. I'm doing the little hand motion with the the dollar bills in my hand. It's going to happen. Yeah. It has to. Although I don't know about that. uh, No, I I think I'm thinking of uh, who's the Patrick Bateman guy? That politician. Oh, uh, that's not the mayor of L.A. though. Gavin Newsom. No. Okay. So who's the mayor of L.A.? Mayor of L.A. is uh, Garcetti. Hmm. Eric Garcetti. Well, according to Adam Carolla, he's pretty feckless. He's not going to do anything. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> Have you ordered all your Christmas stuff? No. Okay. Well, all the stuff that has to be ordered, actually, yes, I have, but I still got to buy some stuff in the store. Let's talk about USB-C. All right. USB-C, where the C stands for confusing. (laughs) I bought multiple USB-C wireless chargers. Uh, The first one was an iAudi Ion mini wireless charger. Has a USB-C connector. Ships with a USB-A charging end. So you you plug in USB-C to the the wireless charger. But if you bought it without a a charging brick, you would assume you could buy a USB-C charging brick. But you'd be fucking wrong, because inside the box is a USB-C to USB-A adapter, which makes sense for the general public. Not the reason I bought it, though. And then... The only way to charge is a USB-C... Is the A connector with Quick Charge 3. If you have a USB-C to USB-C cable and you're trying to use, you try to use a USB-C uh, power brick, the little wall wart, mm-hmm. it doesn't fucking work. If you, which is super confusing because why wouldn't it work? And right. USB-C is supposed to support power delivery. So maybe this device doesn't support power delivery. There were people that complained about it on Amazon. I, Audi, shipped them some magic USB-C cable and connect and uh, wall wart that uh, allows their device to charge. I don't want that. That's confusing. Why? Like you're going to plug that thing in in the future and wonder why this thing doesn't work. Uh, then I bought one from anchor and nowhere on their site that it say that it was, they, they didn't specify what type of USB-C cable was in the box. They just said it was a USB-C cable. So this is a gift. So I did very carefully disassemble the packaging because it doesn't say it on the packaging either. I slipped the thing out after I already ordered a handful of USB-C chargers. I look in the box and it's a fucking USB-A connector. <laughs> so it's a USB-C to USB-A connector, just like the iAudi. Uh, that's garbage. So I ordered a usb a, a quick charge three, whatever quick charge three is. I don't know what that is still. Um, I ordered the, you know, the normal a type USB uh, charger because fuck it. I've got to just, why didn't you just use your iPad charger? Your 2.4 amp. I, Cause I don't have a USB C USB C cable. Plus this is a gift. No, it would be a USB a to USB C if you use that. Yeah, but it's a gift. So I bought the charger and uh, the only way I can do fast charging with the wireless, according to their packaging, is to have 
quick charging specifically, not extra amperage or whatever over USB. And it also says, despite the fact that it supports uh, power delivery over USB-C, which means it should work over USB-C, but so far I've done everything wrong. Um, even though it supports power delivery over USB-C, that still won't allow it, won't allow the wireless charger to do fast charging for the iPhone. So they just don't mm. have the circuitry set up to do fast charging with anything except for this quick charge shit that they licensed from Qualcomm. That was Power IQ was the Qualcomm thing. Okay, I don't know. Because quick charge, I, the way I understand quick charge was it was just a certain amperage and it's like a, it was a certain well, it was a certain wattage. So why is there two and three then? I think that one was like a five watt, one was a seven point five, and then Samsung now has like ten or twelve. But the the ten, Apple doesn't have it in their spec yet to support ten watt and above. So all the Apple ones just default. But quick, like no, you, no, you're talking about fast charge. Wireless. Oh, fast charge. Yeah. Okay. Quick charge is a brand name. There's quick charge two and quick charge three. It's a brand name, and it's all USB C or USB A connectors. There is one. One mythical USB-C connector with Quick Charge 3, and it's no longer sold by, by Anchor. That's very odd. So I can't do fast charging wirelessly with USB-C. So no matter what I try, I'm doing it all wrong. Hmm. USB-C, where the C stands for confusing. Someday, yeah, someday it'll be not confusing, except for Thunderbolt 3. Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt 3 confuses people because they go, I have this USB-C cable. That no, That's a whole other story. We'll talk about that another day. Um, I bought some HomeKit, some extra HomeKit devices. And yeah. don't tell anybody, but when we do our... Uh, reverse white elephant where it's actually a kick-ass white elephant. Everybody scratches their head when I describe our white elephant. It's actually a kick-ass. Uh, what would that be called? That's just a gift exchange, I guess. It's a gift exchange. Yeah. It's a gift exchange with stealing. Uh, yeah. But we're calling it a white elephant. We have to collude so you can take this gift. Um, I picked the Sylvania. Um, their LED home kit lighting and the Eve Elgato power adapter, whatever that thing's called, the smart power, but it's a fucking power cord or power plug. Mm. So you can turn off a lamp or a heater or your computers, whatever you want remotely. Uh, it also meters the usage. Yeah, and that's cool. The lighting, you can schedule everything. They have I, cheap. I recommend yeah, I was going to say they have cheap uh, HomeKit wall adapters you can buy, but they don't do the power metering or any of that. They literally, it's just a fucking switch to turn the thing on or off over Wi-Fi. Yeah, Eve makes some of the best stuff. Their whole Elgato HomeKit line is really, really good. Uh, all their stuff is standalone, too. They're, you don't need to have a bunch of things that sync to a hub, and then the hub's on the Yeah, internet. I hate that. That's like this stupid... Uh, uh, Philips Hue shit. Yeah, all of the yeah, Wi-Fi but... HomeKit stuff goes through a hub. But there's a reason they do that. They Not do all that, of it, but 
that the Phillips stuff I know does. I think they do that so that they can synchronize things so that the hub is actually going to respond faster. Basically, there's more poop in the soup in the hub so that it, it's bigger and better. And then when you say set this scene, it can turn on all your lights or change the colors or whatever all at the same time. You're going to laugh when you have multiple of these Bluetooth LE lights and you go and you set a scene and they all turn on except for one. <laughs> Actually, you won't laugh. You might start yelling. But if you schedule the lights and you use scenes to coordinate them, you will be less frustrated because you don't have to worry about orchestrating them. Also, <laughs> when you use uh, most of these HomeKit lights, don't set them to a light, like uh, a switch. Uh, like you normally think of lights. Don't walk in and then push a Bluetooth button or your phone and expect the lights to turn on like normal lights. They're not normal lights. The lights will always piss you off because they will always be delayed. Yeah. But for every other circumstance, they're really good. Because if you, you can, can program them, it, you could, yeah, I was just going to say you could schedule yeah. them. Or so trigger them based on your location. Yeah, when I come home, a, they can already be on. When I leave the house, I don't have to worry about the lights. They turn themselves off. Or I can make it so that the lights turn themselves on or off. But then if I'm still gone, certain lights will be on so it looks like I'm home. The place I'm moving to is going to have everything be IoT devices. We've got an August smart lock, a Nest, and then I'm going to have all this stuff, hopefully. And you could probably use Siri shortcuts. And IFTTT, the internet trigger system. That, yeah. yeah. You can combine those two. So you can make your own Siri commands to trigger the Nest to adjust your heating and, and uh, cooling. Because there's no direct HomeKit adapter for uh, the Nest yet. That's because it's owned by Google. Yeah. So the only way to get in there is you do that roundabout method. And you can have your phone um, change the temperature, which is cool. You just have to use the API. The August lock works with HomeKit on their site right now. Oh, yeah. On the note of Siri shortcuts, there's this tool called Launch Center Pro, which was Siri shortcuts before Siri shortcuts. And before Siri shortcuts, technically, there was a tool called... What the fuck was it called? It was called Workflow. So before Workflow was Launch Center Pro. Launch Center Pro was known because it had a library of all of these uh, either private API or known API X callback URLs. And it's these little internal URLs for your, for your iOS device that can uh, do something really simple. Like you push a button in one app, it jumps you into Yelp and instantly puts you into the, UR, the, the business uh, page in the Yelp app. That's an example of an X callback URL from one app to the other. Or it jumps you in another app and then triggers a phone call to start in that app. Um, there's a million things you could do. You could pipe data from one application to another. Um, Launch Center Pro just added NFC triggers. So you could have an NFC trigger in your car where you set your phone in the little dock adapter that you have the NFC trigger pops up on the screen, you touch it, and then it uh, triggers a series of Siri shortcuts so that your lights or something come on at home, 
your phone automatically starts getting directions and then it can text your girlfriend where you're at, when you're coming home, what time you'll arrive. All of those things just from the NFC. Because yeah, it triggers cool. all the other stuff. <clears throat> it can even warm up your dildo chair for you. <laughs> totally. Start the little butt heater. So while we're talking about Apple stuff, kind of um, CarPlay, I don't understand. I feel like Apple kind of needs to, if they really want CarPlay to be like a, a um, long-term viable thing. I mean, I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon because it's it's made car infotainment systems usable. Because one of the things with cars is that as far as infotainment systems go, they've pretty much all been garbage. It doesn't matter who makes the car. They've, they've just all been kind of universally bad. And I think that the advent of CarPlay has kind of made, and Android Auto, has, has made them kind of have to step up their game a bit. So a lot of the car companies now, they, on their like premium brands like Audi, Mercedes, BMW, Lexus, those cars they make standard in across their line the built-in nav and infotainment system that they develop within the company and they price out it's like they intentionally price out the uh carplay option until like so like if you got like an Audi A4 like a base Audi A4 is like mid 30s $30,000. They price out their CarPlay connectivity, or at least they used to. It would be like you'd have to buy the next model up. So it'd be like an A4 Premium, you know, or an A4 SE or SEL or something like that, whatever the premium, the next model up would be. I'm just using that as an example. So that is kind of uh, boxed out. I think the, the car companies are intentionally doing that to box out CarPlay so that they can force people to use their shitty built-in infotainment system. Whereas now you can get a cheap fucking, like you can get a rental car lot Chevy Malibu that starts at like $16,000 and it will have CarPlay and Android Auto standard in it. So I wonder if Apple is like, has any oversight in that because it seems like they're losing uh market share with that product because the and i guess it is ultimately up to the car companies whether or not they want to include it in their in certain models but i just find it very odd that i could buy a volkswagen jetta that starts at seventeen thousand dollars or eighteen thousand dollars that has carplay standard but if i want to get a bmw with carplay i have to upgrade to a higher model of like a, a three series and then you have to pay a yearly fucking fee it's like $200 to have CarPlay. Why? I don't know. It's like they're charging for the updates or something. It seems like there's no... Because CarPlay is the one... If you think about it, it's the one Apple product. It's the one Apple operating system that isn't run on proprietary hardware. Yeah. It's, I'm not sure though. Is it an OS or is it basically a framework to allow your phone to stream to it? I really want to figure that out because I want to know, does the CarPlay device store your encrypted text messages from your phone decrypted on the device? 
Well, I know that the hard it's it's a it's not tied to specific hardware because what car manufacturers are now doing is they're updating their existing model lineup to support CarPlay. Like Mazda just announced that they're going to uh, allow uh, their customers that have bought uh, any Mazda since 2014 to be able to upgrade their Mazda infotainment system to CarPlay. And it's like 200 bucks to do it. But with them, it's a one-time charge. Companies like BMW are charging $200 a year, like a subscription for it. So it just seems like it's kind of like, it's this very fragmented thing. It basically works the same way on all the different hardware configurations. Like there's no perceivable difference between working with like a pipe, like a aftermarket pioneer head unit that has CarPlay versus a Volkswagen Jetta that has its standard. Like the interface is the same. The performance within the interface is the same. It's it's all homogenized in that regard. It's just that huh. the access to it or having it as an option is where it's fragmented. It's like it's not... Are you sure the performance is the same? The three cars that I've used it in, it felt exactly the same in all three of them. I think it's just a video decoder then. That's possible. But there has to be some support though. There has to be some like binary or something that's enabled within the ECU of the car to to allow that to, to work. Because a lot of cars have USB inputs, but just because it has a USB input, you know, that has like, an, you know, like how cars, they'll have like a, a like on the, like in the infotainment system, they'll have like an iPod button, like for an iPod or an iPhone. But just because it can do that doesn't mean that it could support CarPlay. So what is enabling a head unit in a car to support CarPlay if it's not actually running the software locally? I think it's, um, it's, huh. Encoded video, like it's compressed and then sent over USB 2. And then the, the CarPlay unit is sending, it acts as like a USB input device. So it just decodes video and then does inputs for the home button and then touchscreen inputs. That's my guess. And then volume, maybe. Because otherwise yeah, I'm, I'm worried about how, what would the cryptographic framework be for that? Because with other devices, um, you... Maybe it just loads them into RAM, like loads it into memory, and then you're... Like there's no storage of info, like there's no hard disk. It's maybe just loading iOS into memory in the CarPlay unit, and then it's just, that's how you're interacting with it. Oh, here. Um, does it have to boot? It doesn't or does? Does it. That's, oh, you're asking question. me. I'm asking. Uh, I don't know. I haven't read up enough on it. I think that would be the telltale sign. I. It's got to be a video decoder. Because on other devices, you have to sign in to your iCloud account, even on like the HomePod. And then it uses the iCloud uh, keychain, <coughs> the cloud security framework. I don't remember what the specific term is, but it assigns an escrow key so that whatever it's transmitting back and forth, it can 
decrypt it with this middleman key. Same with the Apple Watch. I don't know, but the next car I'm getting is going to have CarPlay, so I'll be able to mess with it more. Cool. Um, what else we got? That pretty much covers it. Uh, I set up my Brave account so that I have uh, the Uphold wallet associated with my basic attention token publisher account my bat account i am now a batman <laughs> i have 28.5 bat on my way january 8th nice. keep it coming go to the website bringyourwallet.com press donate you don't even have to go to bringyourwallet.com slash donate but you can can actually give me dollars, which nobody fucking does, or you can give me bat. Now I'm getting text messages. It's very unprofessional. Um, that's it. Bringyourwallet.com/slash/contact for feedback and suggestions. Give me your bat. See you next week. Sayonara.